Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. And I'm joined today by Brigitte Fazzini, who is an advanced clinical practitioner within the critical care outreach team at the Royal London Hospital. So welcome, Brigitte. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'm going to take you right back to the beginning. Did you always want to be a nurse? Well, I think so, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I think that was my main idea. So when I was younger uh, I actually applied as well to be a doctor but I refused my application and I just applied to be a nurse and I actually loved it well that's their that's their loss um, we're very pleased that they rejected your application so you qualified in 2013 back back home in Italy how yeah. did you find moving over to London how did you find kind of having done your degree back home and then coming over. Yeah, so it wasn't actually not really planned to move here. It was mainly because a friend of mine, uh, it was here before me and kind of, you know, he pushed me to apply and I couldn't really find a job back home, which was a bit sad for, for, for me really because I was really aiming to get into ITU and that was my, you know, my main idea. And so I thought, you know what, am I just going to try? How am I just going to try the interview? I I was very, 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 very bad at English. I'm still very bad. No, no you're not <laughs> at all. I didn't know why I actually managed to pass the interview. And here I am. So my plan was to stay just for a short, short very time. So maybe six, six months. And I'm now at seven years. So. so you've completed a lot of academic courses. We were just talking before we started. Me and Brigitte worked. We were on the same lines. And she kind of welcomed me to ACCU and was my one of part of my buddies I guess with Amanda of introducing me into the lines um, and you've done a lot of courses and you've always been really driven around education and applying for further study so as well as your um, intensive care nursing course you've also done your mentorship and you also did a postgrad diploma in tropical disease nursing was that always an area that interests you? Yeah, I think so. My main idea was to try to do some humanitarian work. I never actually really got around that, mainly because of the pandemic, actually. I was I just applied with um, MSF, actually, and I was planning to go abroad and try to carry on my training. And here we are with the full pandemic. So I think I will, I will have to wait a little bit longer but yeah that was my main idea and I have to say actually the course itself really helped me like even in my day-to-day -day practice because there is a lot of stuff that I can translate so there, there is a lot of uh, training about meningitis or TB as well so we can apply that into ITU and to my own parents as well so that was really really interesting and the laboratory as well was amazing I have to say that was that was very very cool <laughs> You've also since gone on to do your prescribing. How have you found the training of coming a nurse prescriber? I know for some people it can almost be seen, I guess it's quite an intimidating course to do or something that just isn't within some people's comfort zones as a nurse. Yeah, so the training is actually so is actually good. 
there is a lot of legislation that we learn about that and about you know the kind of conduct and stuff like that and there is a lot of pharmacology as well that we learn and I think to me it's kind of complete what I'm currently doing because with outreach you know I'm outside of ITU so and obviously I don't have always the help of doctors or I don't have or I actually deal with some junior doctors as well some sometimes and it gives me the ability to actually prescribe for my own patient and I don't have to rely on others um, but also I know what I have to prescribe and sometimes it really complete my own review and make sure that you know we, we, we can do things time timely like the antibiotics you know that they, they can be given timely or the, the fluids as well so it does really really help me in practice it's a quite long course is quite challenging but I thought it was actually very good and was very well done um, after the qualification to actually become a prescriber within the trust is a bit lengthy <laughs> so it's not as easy as it sounds so you have to create your own scope of practice and you actually have to kind of name the kind of diseases that you're going to prescribe for so mine is quite broad because I kind of see everything <laughs> yeah uh, but you can really really titrate it down to your own field so I think it's very good so like if you are like a pediatric nurse as well that can be very helpful or I don't know like out in the community as well maybe very helpful and it's also good because it you know we kind of liaise with with a lot of stuff that comes also from outside of ITU so during my course as well there was stuff that was doing you know um end of life care you know or like um I do not like a and &E or, you know, it's always quite interesting to see the various uh, area that we come from. I found that so, when I did my advanced assessment, it was because everyone was from everywhere. I think yeah. I was the only ITU nurse on it. And yet, same as you, it was really interesting to see, like, what is their day to day? What patients and also what were their main concerns? Um, I think as well, being in such a broad intensive care, you see everything, don't you, really at the Royal London. So I, I found it really good to learn about particularly for example, very specific respiratory cancers. One of my friends on the course was was um, working at Guy's at the Respiratory Centre. So it was quite interesting to see her area of focus was a lot, well, so much kind of more in depth for that particular area because that was her practice. So it's good to learn from everybody, really. So in 2019, you got your band seven. So you went from being a band six to a band seven. How yeah. did you find that that jump into that leadership role? Yeah, so the jump was actually quite kind of gradual to me because I was actually quite lucky because before before then I did my secondment with outreach, so the year before, and I applied for the band seven with outreach. So my jump wasn't very big. Obviously, what it was required to me is actually at and a more like senior level so and being involved in more um stuff that, that we do we we within the team so it wasn't wasn't actually um a big big jump to me because I wasn't like a band seven like an management and stuff um so it wasn't so intimidating as I was expecting. So I presume it's quite good from, from one side. But, you know, seeing now how I was and what I've achieved, you know, seeing now, you know, I was actually very, very, very junior. And um, and I'm still, you know, I'm I still, I've got a lot that I have to learn. And, um, and I think, you know, it's a skill that, that you learn day by day as well. 
And, you know, I liaise a lot with, with, with the world stuff and I liaise a lot with, with the ITU stuff. is a skill that you kind of, you know, titrate on a daily basis and he's a lot about to you know how when to step back and when to when to intervene and how to lead the others and how to lead you know the one that are a bit junior or or the one that actually are above you <laughs> sometimes yeah. and so it's really a skill that I'm still trying to master and and I think it's a skill that we all kind of learn like every day um so hopefully I'm getting a bit better at it hopefully so no you are and we were just saying earlier Brigitte is basically collecting masters um she did an MSc in critical care um, a few years ago and you're just at the moment um doing your MSc in advanced clinical practice how have you found studying at that level seven that master's level yeah, it is challenging. Uh, it can be challenging because it requires you a lot of time that you have to put into that. And actually, my first master with QMUL, I did that as a full time. We were working full time at the, on the same kind of line. Yeah. I have no idea how you managed that. Yeah, that was a kind of intense year when I've done that. But, you know, and I was trying to find any time that I had, you know, during my break, during my night shift, I, you know, I was on my Well, she'd be there in the door with a, with a little torch and you'd be like, you're right over there, Brigitte. She'd be like, I've got an assignment due in next week. And you'd be like, okay, carry on. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like that. It was literally, literally like that. <laughs> um, but actually, you know, it was quite intense, but I really, really loved it. And I think because I loved what I was doing, and also the Mahasri itself was very stimulating, you know, there, there was a lot of our consultants that, that they were actually teaching on that. And, you know, they're all very amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, but yeah, you know, whatever course you're going to do, you will have to put a lot of time and effort and a lot of patience as well, I think. And I think you have to realize that is a commitment as well, because you would like to start a, a course and try to, to finish it very well, I think, as well. You know, you, you don't want to do some, some stuff that, that that you don't really like it and actually is not going to finish very well so um but I think it's good and I think it does really help my own day-to-day -day, uh, clinical practice as well so it's a lot you know that I put on it but you know it it, it does really help me <laughs> You've also done, and this, as I said earlier, this isn't a course that I, I wasn't aware that nurses actually did this, so I'm learning something today too. You've done the Intensive Care Society focused ultrasound in intensive care course. How did you find learning that skill? Ultrasound isn't normally a skill that might traditionally be associated with nurses doing. Yeah, so actually I was training for ultrasound back home during my degree. So it's a skill that I acquired there. And uh, because when I was doing my degree, I was doing my internship in one of the ITU. And in one of the ITU, the staff used to do ultrasound to place um, lines. 
So they were very, very skilled and they were keen to me as well to learn. So that's what I did really. And, and I was keen to, to carry on and to kind of preserve my, my skills here as well. So actually you can learn how to use ultrasound. You have to have, you have to be someone that, you know, have to carry on and, and doing that. So I, I use that for lines that I can place, like for kind of patient um, that may be very very challenging so you have to place like lines and that they may be deep and you 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 can't really find or i also do for heart and lungs so it does really help me when i have to review some patient and that's really help my diagnostic as well so sometimes we don't really have a clue you know why they have got low blood pressure or that you know or the breathing is impaired and so on and so on and that really adds one more skill that I can take and I can see oh you know they may have got like a pleural effusion or you know the LV is not really um, doing very well you know and and after that I can refer to the real you know especially you know to the cardiologies and blah 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 and they will carry on what is a more in-depth you know uh, uh review so it does help what i'm doing but you know it does help it does also help me to you know to train the others so i i do train quite a lot of trainees in itu and i find that quite interesting as well because actually you know it's a skill that is that's you know is the same for for me and them but it also helped me to review and to and to keep up my knowledge so yeah i quite like it and the one thing that i i really like and i think is done really well in terms of the royal london is the kind of difference between nurses and doctors i think in some areas i came from a and e it's very kind of you're the nurse that's the nurse's job you're the doctor that's the doctor's job and i think the roles are sometimes quite clearly defined what I really like in in ACCU is that collaboration there's I think yeah. it was that everyone's wearing the same scrubs you never yes. really know whether someone's actually a doctor or a nurse and actually it doesn't always matter does it that there is yeah. and I think you doing that teaching and mentoring for the ultrasound is another really good example of where it's not whether do you have a medical degree or not it's about you're qualified in that skill yeah. And you're certified. Yeah, and I think about that, you know, actually, you know, there are London is a great place because all the consultants, you know, they've been great with me, you know, they're trying to develop me, they are trying to, you know, to include me as well in in what I can do, I can do and what I know how to how to do as well. And you know, it's um I'm really, really lucky, I think. And you know, I, I don't think I could be doing the same things as elsewhere. And I think as well, I think um, we both had Tom as a line manager and he was really supportive of like pushing me of like, when are you going to do your course? When are you going to yeah. do this? When are you going for your band yeah. six? And I think having someone that's your, I guess, kind of cheerleader to kind yeah. of really push you. I think sometimes you might not be aware of the opportunities that are available. And if you've got someone that's senior saying, why haven't you applied to this? When are you putting your application in? Yeah. I remember applying for this lecturer job and thinking, there's no way I'm going to get it. And I remember saying, oh, I'm not really sure. And he was like, why not? Put the application in and it was like oh okay uh, that's a good idea and it's just good to have that person isn't it in your corner so have you got any advice for anyone that's newly qualified or that is interested in intensive care or critical care nursing yeah i think you know it's about find what really interests you isn't it you know find to find try to find you know something that really you know brings the light in your job really so he may be itu he may be 
pediatric ITU, he may be, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, I think you have to find what really interests you. And when you find it, you know, just follow it, you know, he may be challenging or, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be always be challenging, you know, whatever he's going to going to be doing. But ultimately, I think if you do what you really love, it's going to, it's going to be lighter, I think. And the great things about ITU is that you can really expand in, you know, in all the areas that you really like. So you, you can carry on and be clinical, you can do research, you can end up in doing the development and training, you can go You might be a lecturer. Management. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I think it's great and, you know, like, it's great to have, you know, the chance to do whatever you actually want in life and, and to change or to cross, you know, or to do both at once. And you've um, recently just been published, and actually, I was showing my article to third years, and they've been referencing you in their third. Oh, the it oh. keeps coming up, and I'm like, oh, there's Brigitte again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so that's your claim to fame now. Middlesex third years are, uh, are quoting you in their COVID uh, assessment. No pressure essay. on me now. <laughs> Um, so you're really passionate about research and kind of that data collection and, and really being involved in that process. Have you got any advice for anyone that's a nurse that's interested in going into research or publishing? You have to find as well, again, you know, what really interests you and you have to learn how to do it, isn't it? Because it's not just about to collect some data, it's also what are you going to collect and how you're going to use that. And I think, again, is to find someone that can help you as well in to know how to do it so again you know within the role of London you know and within QMUL I had a lot of help <laughs> because you know clearly you know I'm not born to know how to do it and you know and you know I'm very grateful you know that can help in you know to actually do research and to know how to do the stats and so on and so on and you know and I think is, you know, it's about, you know, own as well what you're doing. So there is, there is a lot of time, I think, you know, you may be involved in some project that you don't really are interested or not, you don't really know what they are. Well, you have to, because, you know, you know, you, you have to kind of be involved in what, what you're doing. You have to kind of be interested in, in what you're, you're doing, because ultimately that will, will you know, improve your clinical, isn't it? So, and that will help your own patients. And your recent um, study that's been published, um, just name dropping here, I'll put the link in the bottom, oh. um, <laughs> I am, um, is, is all about awake patients proning in COVID. And I think that's a really good example of where previous, you know, a year ago, maybe just slightly longer, that wasn't something proning awake patients that weren't on ventilators didn't exist, did it? It wasn't yeah. something that was kind of part of our... yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what you know. That, that that night, you know, when we are actually prone the, the first guy, we thought, you do you, you know what? We are just gonna try because yeah. we we have no clue how is that gonna go. We have got no clue how he may gonna be because you know he may gonna actually arrest when we are going to prone. But we just try because we had no other way, you know, to actually make him better. We had no IT bed. We have no way to actually move him. So you know. There was me and, and an ITU trainee, and we just did that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that worked. And we kind of thought, oh, you know what? We are, am I going to try that again? And we did, did, did that once, twice. 
and so on and so on. But we had no real idea what that actually may gonna bring to our to our patient or if that actually may improve, improve them really. So I thought, you know what, we're actually going to see the pre and post and we're going to see how they're going to do and see if that what we're doing actually helped them. Mm -hmm. And that was all that I was interested about. And that kind of exploded in, in this big article. In, and, you know, and I had no idea that I could actually put it out there. Um, but it's, you know, when I work as actually, you know, with our consultant and with PJ again, you know, he said, you know what, actually, that's good you know, that sounds very interesting. And, you know, what actually Professor Hunted all that I've done, he, he said, oh, wow, that sounds quite interesting, actually, you know. It, it's being aware of what you're doing and how you can put it all in one piece, I think. And, you know, I'm still very young and I still have got no idea how to do it. So I need a lot of help as well. Um, but, but I think know, it's that asking for help that, you, you, as you said earlier, we're not born, like you're not born being able to do data collection or statistics yeah. or analysis and also you're not necessarily born with that idea you were just in a clinical situation where yeah. you were almost at a crisis point and it was let's give this a go this logically yeah. might make sense it works for our sedated ventilator patients why wouldn't it work now and I think COVID has led to a lot of kind of invention or different clinical practice yeah that maybe we would never have or we wouldn't have got to this quickly yeah, so it's now a real things really. So we now have got a policy how to code. <laughs> See, <laughs> and now it's the big things around there, really. And you know, and I think I'm, you know, we have built a lot, you know, in one year time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's amazing. And last but not least, where do you see your career going? What are your aims for the future? So, um, well, not another masters, two <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Well, that may gonna be a PhD though. <laughs> Welcome, come over to the dark side. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I would like to carry on and doing ACCP. So I think, you know, I'm already an ACP or I'm doing ACP, you know, with outreach, but, you know, I would like to carry on and end it up in doing ACCP. I would also carry on and do my research as well. Um, and perhaps, you know, he's a PhD um, and ultimately trying to integrate both, you know, the clinical side and the research side as well, and trying to be able to lead my research as well and try to improve that, you know, for our staff who know who may be actually a nurse, who may be a physiotherapist, you know, for all this kind of area that actually are known the doctor that perhaps are a bit less, you know, kind of left aside mm -hmm. and and I think that's what we really need, isn't it? Is trying to integrate all, you know, all the teams, and um, and it's a bit challenging for me, really, because I haven't got a real idea of how I'm going to be because I haven't got someone who have done that like me. Yeah. Uh, it's mainly like for the doctors, really, you know, they they do their, their training, you know, they become a consultant and they can divide their own time half and half. But that's not really the same for us. So, you know, it's, you know, I'm kind of trying to create my role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a bit well, if anyone's listening, Brigitte needs a role. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> but no you're right at times you know and I'm kind of you know and and hope it's going to work and I hope that everything is going to be fine you know and and I just really love what I'm doing and hopefully I'm, I'm just gonna you know carry on and do it as well you know um but yeah that's my big idea 
It's a very good big idea. If anyone can achieve it, it's you, Brigitte. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so lovely to, to talk. Thank you. Thank you.